Right, right. Okay, we'll see how that goes. All right, so, all right, so uh, today's stop is Shachet, and we pick up two lines from the bottom. Um, and Abba Reb Zreik, Umodim Kim Shachat Shachiyah Chasa. So we're dealing with the debate of Beit Hillel Beit Shammai about what to do if you do not have prepared dirt to cover the blood of a, and you want to shecht a chai or an oaf, like a deer or a chicken, um, for yantum. So first we dealt with the question of whether we were talking about lechatchila b'tiyevid. We decided we were talking about lechatchila. So Beit Hillel says, Beit Shammai says you can do it lechatchila and then just dig and cover it. And Beit Hillel says, no, you can't do lechatchila. But they agree, <coughs> if you went ahead and did it, then you can dig and cover it. And now we're going to get to the issue of, how could you dig and cover it? Aren't you over, aren't there certain, at least rabbinic, if not biblical, problems with doing that on Yantif? Because, and this isn't Sarah Nefesh, because the animal's already been shechted. You don't need to do this in order to eat it. It's doing a mitzvah saseh. But it's not necessary in order to make the food edible. The food is kosher without doing this. So how is this allowed? So let's take a look. Um, and let's take a look at what the problem is. So two lines from the bottom on Zayin and Beth. Amarav Zreik, Amarav Yehuda. Who is Yesh lo Dekar Nautzmi Beodio? So first of all, you have to have the shovel stuck into the dirt from the day before. Now that addresses the muktza idea, right? Why isn't digging the dirt like dirt is normally muktza? That's an issue that we'll get to. You have no use for it, and and this dirt wasn't even like uh, usable. It wasn't yet like uh, sort of you know sort of loose dirt. It was like packed into the ground. So how do you get around with the muktza idea? So you got your double your, your shovel stuck in from the day before. You knew you were going to shack and dig. You didn't get around to digging and, and, and loosening up the dirt beforehand. But the shovel's already there, so it's not a muktza issue. Okay, but how about like digging on yantiv is a problem beyond just muktza. So the Gemara says, You're grinding, you're taking the clumps of earth and sort of transforming them into loose dirt, and that's sort of like tochein. Token is when you would take a piece of wheat and turn it into, like, you know, a wow. flour. So it's a solid mass that you're turning into, like, a more, you know, uh, um, like a... Um, pulverizing. Right, you're pulverizing. But, yeah, you're turning it into a, a what's like a dust-like type of a, you know, a loose type of a material. And that's the type of a... That's the type of a token. So that's a biblical prohibition. So it says, Amarav Yechia Barashi, Amarav Ba'afar Tichoach. It's loose dirt. All right, so you're really just digging loose dirt out of a hole. You're not turning a clump of a, a, a compressed clot of earth into loose. It's already loose dirt. So the says, V'haka avid guma. All right, but minimally you're making a hole. Now, you know, sort of Tosus discusses it means that it's like, you know, you could have two scenarios of loose dirt. You could have loose dirt, loose sand in a sandbox where you take it and you don't make a hole because there's no, like, solid dirt around it. Right, so everything just sort of shifts and you don't make a hold at all. But here, if you have like loose dirt in or surrounded by solid earth, when you dig it out, you're making a hole. And isn't that a problem? Because why is making a hole a problem? But making a hole could be one of two problems on Yantif or on Shabbos. One is, is that it's bone, it's you're creating something, you're creating a hole in the ground that's usable, you can store things in it. The other thing is, is that if it's in a type of a field that's made for planting and it's in a way that's possible for planting, then it's a type of a chorash, it's a plowing. So aren't you making a hole? Isn't that a malacha and yantiv? So the Gemara says, to Rebbe Abba, like Rebbe Abba, Dama Rebbe Abba, ha-chofer guma b'shadah, saying it's like el-afara, almost exactly this case. 
um, could have been tailor made to explain this case. You dig a hole in the ground on Shabbos, but you're not interested in the hole. You're interested in the dirt. And the malacha is because of the hole. That the hole is either creating a, a, a bonnet or something to be, you know, something for, uh, it's a structure, something to place things in, or because it's for planting. But here, you're not interested in the hole. The hole is a byproduct of your extraction of dirt. So the lach is patralah, you're exempt, because that's called malacha shein tzricha it's a malacha, but what your intention was not the same as the perp- defined purpose of the malacha. The defined purpose of the malacha is making a hole. For you, that was a byproduct. Your intention, your tzarich, was not gufa, was not for the basic purpose of the malacha, but was for a different intention, and this was just a byproduct. Now that minimally is forbidden to Rabbanan. Um, so how are we allowing it here? So, um, you know, so Rashi throws in here, he says, if you look at Rashi, Elam um, third line from the top, the Kolam Akalkalim Peturim. Rashi throws in here that it's not just Malacha Shein Tzirich Lagufa, it's also Kilkul. That makes it even, you know, it's sort of destructive to the ground, and that makes it even more lenient. Tosvos basically says, obviously we're giving you a certain amount of latitude to be Mekayim, the biblical mitzvah of, um, of Kisud Hadam, but we have to get it down to a Durabanan problem. Okay, so if you take a look at the Tosvos, so Eino Tzirich Lefra Patur, Tosa says, "Yishum davim lo chashen esrich legufa upatra la." But Tema didn't came patra but also lechatchila, so also lechatchila. So for that, Rashi's answer was kilko, which makes it better. Tosa says, "Yishlomar di misum simchas yantiv mutrafil lechatchila." All right, we give you that allowance. That's not across the board, as we're about to see in the next line of Tosos. And it's funny; it's called misum simchas yantiv, right? Not because of the mitzvah of kisei hadam. But presumably, if we make it hard for you to do Kisi Adam, we'll be hard for you to shecht. Although, again, it's funny, because according to Beit you're not supposed to shecht anyway. So framing it as Simchas Yantav, once it was already done, is a little funny. But anyway, even that is not a blanket allowance, because then he says, um, Why did you need the shovel stuck in the ground from beforehand? Which is a little bit of a, begs the question, doesn't exactly say why. Somehow the issue of of muktza, we're not going to override. Like, you need to address the muktza issue. You've got to have your shovel stuck in. You have to make sure that it's not muktza. But once you've addressed the muktza issue, and the only issue is an issue of, you know, digging a hole, which you're not allowed to do, well, it's only umlach shein tzricha will allow. It's pretty funny. You would think that if you wanted to be strict, you'd be strict on the thing which more bordered on the malacha, as opposed to something which was just an issue of a durabanan of muktza. Um, but anyway, we will see as we continue this issue about the Muktza thing, but the Gemara here is giving some latitude to something that normally um, would be forbidden. Yes, Charlie? Um, nobody's bringing up the secret ratio. You're guaranteed to make a hole. Yeah, so the question is in general, which I'm not going to get into right now, that every case of could be redefined as a Malacha Right? I'm dragging the chair across the flower bed. So if it's a psik reisha, it's such a heavy chair and a loose flower, flower bed that it'll definitely make a furrow. That's called, oh, that's already not allowed because that's a psik reisha. Okay, but why don't you just call the combination of the enemit kavim secret? I'm not trying to do it. I'm trying to do something else. It will definitely come out. That's malach hashem tzichalufa, right? So shouldn't that be the case? So actually, according to some, it is. According to the Baha'is, they basically are the same. Um, and the only problem of secretia is when it's uh, nichole. You want the end result. 
because, but in, in the case of Melach Shein Tzricha which you're exempt for is when you're not interested in the whole. You know, but if there's a Nichole, then that does make a problematic. But you are correct that a normal Enomit plus Psikresha seems to be the same as um, as Melach Shein Tzricha There is an attempt to try to distinguish between those cases, um, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Yeah. Yes. Have we seen a clear definition that muksa is something that we have no other use for? No, no, no. All we've seen, by the way, it seems that, um, I haven't double-checked that, there are two terms going on which I discussed earlier. One is muhan and eno mina muhan, and the other is muqtza. It seems that the idea of muhan and eno mina muhan is earlier, is from the Beit Hila Beit Shammai period, whereas muqtza, it seems to me, again, I'm not promising this, I could be wrong, but this is impressionistic, impressionistically, is later, like from the Tamidi Rebbe Akiva period. I could be wrong. They do describe two different approaches. Muqtza is the more lenient approach. Muqtza says basically everything is okay except those things that are specifically pushed away. You have to define the category of things that are off-limits, only things that are muqtza. Muhan is the opposite. You have to define the category of everything that's okay, only things that are muhan or theoretically are muhan, but still, you have to make it okay rather than make it not okay. So, anyway, we will, the language here is much more of a language of muhan, um, which roughly correlates to the muqtza issue, but not exactly. Yes. Uh, one more. If, you, if I stick the uh, shovel in the ground before Shabbos, I've already started making the hole, yeah. and therefore I'm not doing an entire... It doesn't book. matter. What, if I start writing a, a sentence in my book, I can finish writing my book the, on top of the... Paper. Uh, that's a different issue. Right, so that's the issue. Yeah. So if you... So, so, so halacha we pass in really muqtza more than this idea of muqan, but even if you do this idea of muqan, you don't need to actively go around your house and start designating, you know, we sort of get a lot of stuff in by things that were you to have stopped and thought about it or things under normal circumstances you would want to use that is called muhan as well. But even so, they're still by demanding muhan, you're, you're allowing fewer things than by identifying muhtza. Okay? Let's take a look now um, as the Gemara continues. Um, so, Okay, um, so it sounds like this. Um, um, so if you can go ahead and dig, um, because the ashes from an oven are prepared. So what's that because? Right? We just talked about dug- digging a hole. So the says, Ashes of an oven? Who mentioned it? Because the ashes of an oven. So Amarabah Hachikama, this is what it means. Zeifakiramuchan. It doesn't mean Sha'ifah. It means and you should also be aware that if you don't want to dig a hole and you have ashes of a husband, of, of, of your oven, you can use the ashes of your oven. That's not that's considered again, here's the phrase of Muchanu. It's not Enomina Muchan, it is Muchan. So Muchan here it has that technical sense, meaning, you know, not muhsa, able to be used on Shabbos and Yantav. Okay, Sha'ifakira Muchanu. So therefore that could also be used for your covering. Now, by the way, there's a Tosos has a problem because he says, this is part of the thing that Beishel Beishamai agrees on and he quotes the Gemara and Chulin that it sounds like Beishamai says you can't use ashes to do Kisoi Hadam. So that's a little bit of a problem. Whoops. So, okay, they're not most of it. You know, so he tries to distinguish between different types of ashes. We're not going to go into that. I just wanted to note that for the record. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to say like this. So this is getting to, again, the muhan or the muqtza issue, not the digging issue in terms of covering the blood. So, Amar Avyud Amar Rav. Lo shanu elishu husach me'er v'yomto. 
Uh, this, when is it that ashes are not con- are considered muhan if you lit the fire air of Yantif? So meaning it was already ashes when Yantif began. But don't say that ashes are something that like, you know, like uh, that you have no use for. Ashes are something you'll just throw out. No, if you already had ashes in the oven when the oven began, ashes are stuff that you might have a use for around the house and that's considered not muktza. And you don't Abal, have to be Tov. And again, by Yantav we can have these interesting scenarios because you're allowed to make a fire on Yantav. If it was burnt on Yantav and the ashes were created on Yantav, Asr, then it's forbidden. Because that already, even though you ha- tend to have uses for, uses for ashes, but the ashes is something new. When Yantav began, it was wood, and now you have ashes. And it's sort of like, again, like the egg that was laid and so on. Which is, even if you knew you were going to use the firewood and you knew it was going to become ashes, it didn't yet exist yet to be considered Muhan. And therefore, these newly created ashes is not something that you could use. However, it goes on to say, the im ra'oyli slopo beitza, let's say the ashes are still hot enough, um, and there's enough substance to them that you can still cook an egg in the ashes. Then mutar is permissible. Why? Why is the fact that they're hot make it permissible. And the basic logic is, is they haven't totally transformed. Exactly. Since it started Yantiv as wood, and what do you use wood for? You use wood for making a fire, holding a fire, cooking things, and these ashes are still in that category. They're still functioning like the wood. They're holding the heat and they could be used for cooking. So in that type of way, they're slightly transformed wood, but they're still wood. They aren't yet something totally new, and therefore, they're considered muhan. But once they've completely changed, and now they're just dead ashes now there's something that's different and they are not able to be used if they were newly created on Yantif so you had a question no, Rashi actually answered that. Rashi adds here that you have to have had in mind from before Yantif you're going to use these ashes in order to cover the blood the, so there's an Akavana issue here, that's right? not so clear what Rashi says no, and that's what we're going to see and that gets back to this question of what Muhan means nobody ever says Muhan means you have to go around and designate and specifically consciously say I'm going to use this I'm going to use this I'm going to use that means yeah it's something that you would think of like if somebody would stop and say to you you know, you didn't consciously think about it for one second but I would just stop and say to you do you think it's possible you might have some uses for your ashes over here he says yeah if I ever needed them I, I'd use them so just means like you know not necessarily even your conscious das is on it really? yeah it just means like you're I mean you could say it that way but it doesn't mean like we would have to ask you and if you said to me you know I never stopped for a second before Yantiv to think about the fact that I might use the ashes like it doesn't matter as a general principle is this a type of a thing that you tend to use around the house yes so that's daite aluye. Daite general principle. It's the things I know that I and can anticipate I might have a need to use. Okay, that's basically how this is to be understood. The Gemara never sort of says you have to consciously do it. Okay? Um, let's take a look. Uh, we talked similarly. When they said the ashes of an oven are muhan, meaning so they're able to be used, not enomina muhan. So, that's, they only said this when it was burnt, turned into ashes before Yantim. So, the point is, even though it's ashes, don't say ashes is like the smelly garbage and it's not Minamucha. No, it's a type of thing that you would have a reason to use. Aval Husak B Yom Tov, it was newly created on Yom Tov. So, in that case, um, Asur, it's forbidden. But the royally mutar, if you can still cook an enga in it, then it's permissible because then again, it's not like something new. It's more like uh, a slightly transformed uh, piece of wood. But it still is like the original piece of wood. Okay. And now we go on. 
Hichnis Afer Liginato, this is, presumably is the continuation of the Brita, if you bring in dirt into your uh, garden, or into your sort of like alley, your yard, you can use it to cover, um, to cover, to cover the, the uh, blood with it because then basically you've got a pile of dirt, all-purpose dirt, like, you know, really brings you into their realities, right? Dirt was a very usable thing. You could use it for a lot of stuff. Use it to cover up some smelly things. You can use it for, I don't know, filling in holes. So you've got a pile of dirt in your yard there, in your garden there. It's a nice all-purpose dirt. So, the whole point is, it's all purpose dirt, and therefore, it's muhan, it's stuff you have a, who knows, any use you'll have for it, you'll use it for it. So, that type of dirt, you don't need to have a shovel stuck in from the day before, whatever, that's the type of thing you can, clearly is not muktza, and you can use for kisei hadam. Now, the Amar Rabbi Yehuda, now says also Rabbi Yehuda, and it's not so clear what, how this is really different than what we just said before, afar, a person can bring in a basket full or box full of dirt, like maybe into the house, and use it for any purpose. So how is that different than this big pile of dirt in your garden? So Rashi says it's a smaller pile. Like, you know, that the garden you have a big pile, so clearly it's like set aside for, for any use for, you might have. Whereas this is a, ba- is, a, is a box full. It's not so big. It's not so big. Maybe if it's sitting there on the ground, it's, you know, if you had a dirt floor, pretty soon it'll become incorporated into the ground itself. So the Chiddush here is that even though it's not such a big pile, it's still allowed. The other part of the Chiddush here is cold Tzercho, which is like if you bring in, hey honey, look what I picked up in the store, a box of dirt. You know, perfect, perfect. We can use it for so many things. And you bring it into your house for, you, for, for that type of purpose, like why are you bring dirt into the house? Right? Because it's not out in the field. Out in the field, you know why you need dirt. Anyway, you bring it into this house, it's to serve as all purpose, for any purpose, cold Tzercho. So, like, meaning, you know, some types of things we might just say, well, that's the type of thing you would expect to use for X, but not for Y. Like, if you've got dirt in your yard, maybe you would use it to fill up holes, or you'd use it to cover the blood if you're shecked animals in your backyard, but you wouldn't necessarily use it, I don't know, for uh, a sandbox. That's not what you use dirt in your yard for, the pile of dirt. But if you bring a box of dirt into your house, there it's cold sarko. It's any type of use you might have. Is on the table. So let's see, sort of, what, where the Gemara goes with this. Yes. Uh, cat litter. Yeah. Oh, good. It's basically dirt. Right. So again, totally fine. Yeah. Anything that is that has set aside for that function is like not muksa. There's nothing. It's not like the dirt is objectively muksa, right? I mean, the sandbox is not muksa. Set aside for playing, right? So now the question. Yeah, so let's take a look. So, you know, um, but, you know, it is an interesting question. Could you use, like, the sand of a sandbox to do other things with? Because sand of a sandbox is like, it's not cheap to get that type of sand, right? It's not just stomp dirt. So can you use it for something you would use stomp dirt for? Exactly. Right, exactly. So, all right. So so that's part of the Kiddush of Kod Sarchal. This dirt in the house is, is considered to be usable for anything. So, okay, let's take a look. Darish Marzutra Mishmed Marzutra Rabba. So Marzutra taught in the name of Marzutra the Elder. Um, That's only if it has its own corner. Um, because if it doesn't have its own corner and it's a small, it's a small amount of dirt inside the house, pretty soon it's going to get spread on the ground and incorporated into the ground. So in order to sort of see it as something distinct from the ground and something there for general use, it has to have like, this, you know, this is where the pile of dirt it lives. It's in this corner right over here. Okay, Mason. Now I'm going to ask you on this that there's this idea that you could have something that's really completely not muktzah, able to be used for anything. 
koi, if you have a koi, the famous koi, which is this animal which is which was indeterminate whether it was in the chaya category or the behema category, the domesticated or the non-domesticated. Why does it matter? Well, there's two ways in which halachically in which a chaya is different than a behema. Number one is you have to cover the blood of a chaya. And number two is that you are allowed to eat the fat of a chaya. You can't eat the chaylev of a behema because that chaylev would normally go al hamizbeach. But you can eat the chaylev of a chaya. So if this thing is a chaya, you have to cover the blood, but you can eat the fat. And if it's a behema, the reverse is true. Now, can you shecht it on yantiv? Because you would have to cover the blood, but you might not be chayven covering the blood. So would we be allowed to give you that latitude that we gave normally somebody to cover the blood, in this case when it's only doubtful? Now remember, according to Beit Hillel, you're not allowed to shecht even a chaya on yantiv unless you have the dirt ready. So we'll have to figure out what the scenario is, why this might be different. Because if the dirt is ready, why should it be a problem? So let's take a look. Yeah. So, koi, I mean, they must do it. You go to, like, empire or whatever. Yeah, you got to do it. Okay, koi, ain't shokti no so yomtev. Don't shakti on yomtev, because then you'll put yourself in this situation of not being sure whether you have to cover the blood. If you did shecht it, aim the chatinus but the other we won't let you cover the blood because presumably covering the blood will involve some type of a violation, a minor violation, which will allow for a case of a vadai, but we won't allow for a case of a suffering. That seems to be the point. Okay. Now the east. Now presumably, if this were the case about the loose dirt in the hole, then we understand what's going on. Right? Because there, as we just said, we're going to give you a certain latitude that generally should be problematic. It's like making a hole, but we'll let you do it. You need to cover the blood. You should have done it, but you did it. Cover the blood. But by a koi, we won't give you that latitude because it's not a, it's not necessarily an obligation. That makes sense. We just saw that we'll give you a little latitude if we need to in order to cover the blood. But not for a koi. But Gemara says, I don't get it. Gemara says, who needs any latitude? I can give you a very common scenario. You have a pile of dirt in your house, which there's no latitude needed. There's no muktzah. There's no digging of a hole. What's the whole problem? And presumably, this was a very common scenario. So for Yehuda's right, what should the issue be? The Isa, and if, if, if it's true, what Rev Yehuda said, chasi to Rev Yehuda. Cover it like what Rev Yehuda suggested. So why should this whole thing be a problem? Rev Yehuda is a common scenario, and it would be a case where there'd be no muktzah, no concerns. So do it even for the koi. So the Gemara says, and according to you, that you don't like Rev Yehuda's idea that this dirt could be usable for anything. Nevertheless, there are still other options with a koi. How about using, um, you know, ashes that were in the oven from the day before? That's completely not problematic, right? There's no hole making, there's no muktza. There are other options that are non-problematic, which you should be able to use for a koi. Oh, Bedecker notes, or with the stuck in shovel. Now that, Tosus takes those words out for, very, uh, for an- uh, other reasons, but because anyway, there, that's, that there there's an easier answer. The stuck in shovel is problematic, right? The stuck in shovel is making a hole and and so on. It's not non-problematic, but at least the ashes of the oven is okay. So the says, I don't get it. Why should you not shech this koi? According to Rabbi Yehuda, just use the pile of dirt. And the response back is, forget Rabbi Yehuda. Why not shech it? Just use ashes. Right? So what's the problem? There are things which are, don't require any rule bending that would allow me to cover the blood. So why shouldn't I be able to do the koi that way as well? So Ella, the lace leg, we must say, we're talking in a case where you don't have ashes to use. And we're saying, if you don't have ashes, and the only thing you can do is dig the hole. Don't dig the hole. So Hachanami, the lace leg, here too, that there, we're talking that you don't have a pile of dirt. Okay, so it's a case where you don't have ashes, you don't have a pile of dirt, 
and therefore it's saying don't shech this koi because that would require a certain yantav violation so the Gemara says one minute if that's true that you don't have ashes and you don't have dirt my area suffix why are you just telling me not shech the koi you can't even shech the normal chaya why not because we're talking according to Beit Hillel right what does Beit Hillel say if you don't have ashes you only have the shovel and you'd have to dig a hole Beit Hillel says don't shech Bidyevet I'll let you shech but don't shech so if you wanted to make a difference Bidyevet Bidyevet I already shechted it can I dig the hole or not? And we would say, well, by a behemoth, yes. By a koi, no. That I get. But if we're talking about that all you have, you don't have ashes, you don't have dirt, all you got is the shovel in the hole, then both a koi and a behemoth, the answer is the same. Lichatchila, don't do it. So what's the difference? Afibuvarinamilo. Somebody says, lo mi bayakamar. No. We're saying, it goes without saying. Meaning, lo mi bayakamar. Certainly you can't shech avadai because that'll put you in a position that you'll have to dig the hole. So Beit Hillel doesn't want you to shech the vadai lechatchila if you would have to dig a hole. I will suffake, but I'll come and say you like this. Oh, I got a solution. I'll shech the koi. And therefore, that you should let me do. You come to the rabbi and say, the rabbi says, look, we're passing like Beit Hillel. Don't shech your deer because you'll have to dig the hole. Oh, I got an idea. Let me shech my koi and then there'll only be a suffake if I have to dig the hole and I won't dig the hole and no big deal so I won't cover the blood. But you know, maybe I don't even have to cover the blood. So meaning you're suggesting to do it without covering the blood. Maybe we should let you do it without covering the blood. Okay? Kamash That No, we're not going to let you get into that situation. You want to shech your cow? Fine. But you want to shech your deer? No, because you'll have to cover the blood. You want to shech your koi without covering the blood? No, we're not going to let you shech the koi without covering the blood. So we're not going to let you shech the koi. Okay, so now how we explain this price? We're talking that you don't have nice prepared dirt or ashes to use, so it's going to be a problem because you'll have to dig that hole. And therefore we're saying, don't do it by a behemoth, that'll force to dig the hole. Don't do it by a koi, actually don't do it by a chaya, you'll have to dig the hole. Don't do it by a koi and suggest not covering, not digging the hole, that's not acceptable either. But if you went ahead and you did shaft it, then we could, then by a, behe- by, by a chaya, dig the hole by a koi, not. But with chachila, you shouldn't be shafting either. Okay? So now the Gemara says, Vaha, Mugitan, you say for one minute. At the end of it says, Vim shachto, ein machatim yastamo. If you shafted it, you cannot cover the blood. Michlal, b'di isle So you see that we're talking about that you do have something to cover it with. Okay? Because it says don't cover, which means that there is a possibility of covering. So how could you say that there's no possibility of covering? Now, again, it's a hard to understand what that question is because it could be there's a possibility of covering by digging a hole. And that's what we'll allow by the case of a chaya and we won't allow by the case of a koi. Okay, so Rashi and Tzadu try to figure out exactly what's bothering this Gemara. Uh, but uh, Rashi reads it as that the Gemara literally thinks that there's absolutely nothing. You can't even dig a hole. Like there's no shovel stuck in or whatever. So therefore, again, not exactly clear why the Gemara is rejecting that read of the Brita, which is a completely reasonable read of the Brita, that's just saying, did the Evan in one case dig the hole and the other case don't? But rather, anyway, Rava says, So we're going to go back and say, fine, you, maybe you did have ashes. So why can't I use the ashes to cover by the koi if ashes are considered muhan? because they are muhan for things that have a definite need. They're not muhan for things that only have a doubtful need. Now that, i got to tell you, is pretty funny, you know? It's like, 
even if the reason I'm doing it is because I have a doubtful obligation, the sort of doubtful obligation creates a vad I need. Right? <laughs> I, I, I maybe have a chiv to cover the blood because, but the fact that I maybe have a chiv to cover the blood means right now I have to cover the blood okay in practical terms whether in halachic terms I have a chiv we don't know but practically that means that I've got to cover the blood so why should my ashes I not be think that I'm going to be able to use my ashes for a, sim, a, a, you know, a similar type of a need unless it gets back to this issue of that it's not like you have a generic attention in your head like I'll use it for whatever that gets back to the dirt they said if you have a box of dirt it's generic and you can use it for whatever but maybe ashes it's how many things do you use ashes for Erev uh, Erev Tishabav uh, you know Chasnaf uh, how many things do you use ashes for so maybe it's saying that for ashes you know the, the only thing it's Luchan for are the things you expect to use it for because there's very few things and one of those things would be shechting a chaya, but you wouldn't expect to use it for a koi. So that's what the Gemara says. I understand if we didn't have Rav Yehuda and the idea that dirt could be used for like kotzrachav, anything under the sun. So ashes maybe will say you intend to use it for a chaya. You don't intend to use it for a koi. And therefore we have this problem of shechting the koi because you won't be able to use the ashes because that's not muhas. But again, according to Rav Yehuda, if, if dirt is available for everything, what's the problem with shechting the koi? You could, because dirt, his whole point is kol tzrachav. Ashes, we never said kol tzrachav, so we could say those are only designated for the things you would most likely expect. Vadai and not safek. So Gemara says, let's take a look. With safek my time alone, so what's the reason that they're not considered... Now, the Gemara first didn't under really understand the answer. He didn't understand that it was a muktza difference, because, as I just said, what does it mean that it's not muktza for vadai, but it is muktza for safek? So the Gemara understood that the real difference is, are we going to allow you to dig, to, to scoop out the ashes? So the Gemara says, the subig my time alone, the ka'avid guma. Maybe you're afraid that scooping out the ashes makes a hole. Vadai nami ka'avid guma. So vadai also is creating a hole. So the Gemara says, Ella, the hole isn't a problem because of like what Rabbi Abba said, which is So he say the same thing here. Again, it's quite strange Gemara because what do the ashes have to do with making a hole? And we just got through saying anyway it was a muchan idea, not a hole idea. So the Gemara says, So again, the Gemara says have shifted away from the ashes and now it's really focusing much more again on the digging of the dirt and the digging of the hole. Okay, so let's now focus on that as the, because again, ashes, suffix versus vada don't make so much of a sense, although we'll get back to that. Elwil says, Gemara, we'll try again. Suffix my taima, why is it that by a koi you cannot go ahead and cover the blood if you shafted it? Dilma avi kitisha. Now we're getting back to what really makes sense as the basis for this conversation. Okay? Don't shecht the chaya, you'll have to cover the blood. Don't shecht the koi and say, I won't cover the blood, that's not acceptable either. So don't shecht either the chaya or the koi. If you went ahead and shechted, by the chaya you can dig the hole, by the koi you cannot. And this is clearly the shot of the bright. And now we're getting around to that and saying, okay, so we're going to give you more latitude by the chaya than we are by the koi. Let's see how that plays out. The more latitude is, although digging the hole raises certain problems, we'll turn a blind eye to it by the case of the chaya when we won't by the koi. Okay? So it says like this. So, Elisafik, my time, why would we not let you dig a hole by the case of Safik? Because if you're digging a hole, even though it's Mlochashain, Srikhalaguf, and so on, but you might come up, and even though it's loose dirt, there might be a clot of dirt amongst the loose dirt, and you'll come to pound it and pulverize it and do, do a Malacha. 
So that's why, if it's only a case of a koi, we won't let you dig the hole, because it could lead to a accidental malacha. So nami nigzermishim kikisha. Let's also not let you do in the case of the vadai. Now again, the answer here seems obvious. There are some concerns. How much do we override those concerns depends on how great the need is. If it's a vadai mitzvah of kisui hadam, we'll uh, not be so concerned about it. We'll let you do melacha shen tzrichalagufa. We won't be concerned you'll come to grind it if that happens. Whereas if it's only a sulfate, we'll be more concerned. It seems like a very obvious difference. The Gemara somehow isn't buying into it. If there's a concern that doesn't allow you to do it in the case of a sulfate, it shouldn't allow you to do it in the case of a vadai. There's no difference in Yontif and Shabbos and these melachas, right? Um, in terms of the uh, other than, right oh, defining the malachas the categories of the malachas are not different the difference is whether it's, if you're going to do it with Torah Chochel Nefesh but the, right. the categories of the malachas are not different so the Gemara says so no Vadai Kikavit Kitisha here's the difference not because we won't be concerned because you know we're more, we're more we, we more want to ensure you do the mitzvah no that even if you went ahead and did the grinding you really wouldn't violate because you're doing a positive mitzvah of covering the blood and that overrides the negative prohibition of yantav so here's a new idea not just maybe you could really in principle not we're going to allow it but in principle violate yantav in order to do kisri hadam because an essay of kisri hadam the positive mitzvah overrides the negative prohibition of yantav so the Gemara quickly rejects that one minute says the Gemara when do I say that a positive mitzvah overrides a negative mitzvah interestingly we just had sarat in the like you have somebody has a sign of sarat on his foreskin so therefore you, there's a negative prohibition of removing from your body the signs of leprosy cutting them away but there's a positive mitzvah of mila the very act of cutting of the foreskin does both. It does the mitzvah of mila and it removes the tzarat. So then the essay overrides the lotase because the one act that fulfills the essay is the same act that is violating the lotase. That's when it's allowed. Inami, or here's another example, studying the tzitzis. Linen in your tzitzis. Right? The blue strand of tzitzis had to be wool and therefore if you were wearing um, a, um, let's say, you know, a, um, a linen garment, so put, putting on that blue strand makes shotness, makes kilayim. But the exact same act of, you know, making, of wearing kilayim is the act of wearing tzitzis. And therefore, they're coming at the exact same time. That's when the essay overrides the lotase. To the Akir Lav, when the Lav is being uprooted, not violated because it's allowed to be done, it's being uprooted, Mukim that's the moment you're fulfilling the essay. But Hacha, in this case, the Idna to come after lav when you're violating the lav, like you're grinding the, uh, you know, the, um, the, the uh, what's it called, the, 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 the clot of earth into more granular, lo mukimase, you're not fulfilling the essay. First you turn it into, into, into dirt, loose dirt, and then you cover the blood. So the Gemara is saying, back to the question, why will we allow you in a case of a vadai to dig the hole and not a safek? They say, well, there's problems digging the hole. You might come to grind. So that should be a problem in the case of Avadai too. We should be concerned about that. Uh, well, even if you did grind, you wouldn't violate. No, you wouldn't violate. Because the violation comes before the fulfillment of the mitzvah of covering the blood. Okay? So the Gemara says, no. There could be a case where they come at the same time. Halokasha. That's not difficult. You could say that it wouldn't be a violation. Why? Could be as you are pounding the clod and turning it into dirt, you're pounding the clod over the blood. 
Right? You got the scenario, you got a cloud of earth over the blood, and you pound it, so the act of turning it into dirt is the same act of covering the blood. Now, the point is, okay, that's a possibility, but that doesn't mean that that's definitely what will happen. There still is a scenario where you would violate Yantav, that you would first turn it into dirt and then cover the blood. But let's see, the Gemara has a different answer anyway. The Gemara says, so, so, look, bottom line says the Gemara, this whole idea of Esse Doka Lotase doesn't work here. It doesn't play. Yom Tov Esse Velotase. Yom Tov is not only a negative command, Lotase Melacha, it's a positive command, which is, you know, it says uh, Shabbaton, that it should be a day of rest. So therefore, it's a positive command um, and a negative. The Ein Esse Doka Lotase Vyase. The positive mitzvah of covering the blood doesn't override the negative and positive of Yom Tov. So that's not an answer anyway. There's a problem. Even if you manage to do it all at the same time, you cannot violate in order to cover the blood. So if there's a concern that we won't let you dig the hole by the case of the Troy and the Suffolk, that it could lead to violation, it could be an equal concern by the case of the Vadai. So we're back to our problem. We got the idea that A, you could have a box of dirt which you could use for anything ashes maybe you could use for most things okay but if you don't have the dirt and you don't have the ashes and you only have the option of digging the hole so it, and by Chaya and by Akoi don't do it because we don't want you to dig the hole if you went ahead and did it Dig the hole by the chai and not by the koi. The Gemara says, what's the difference? If the difference is a concern that you'll come to violate, we should apply that to the chaya as well. Okay, so let's see where the Gemara says. So, El Rava, Kira, forget about digging the hole. Again, it was such a good explanation, you know, just because, yes, in one case, we'll be more concerned than in the other, because one case, there's a greater need in order to do a vada'i mitzvah. But the Gemara rejects that whole explanation, and we get back to the following. Kira, what the Gemara seemed to be saying earlier, now it's coming back to. You have ashes, but as opposed to a box of dirt, which is good for anything, you have ash, the ashes you plan on using for things that have a definite need, not things that are doubtful, which is another way of saying, like I said before, ashes don't have a lot of uses, so the, you only have in mind the few standard uses for them. You don't have generic use in mind. And therefore, you cannot use the ashes by the case of the koi because for the koi, they're muktzah, they're not muchan. They're only muchan for a case of a chaya. Again, very funny that it's something is muchan for uses A, B, and C, but not D, E, and F, even though D and F are also reasonable uses. Okay, because those were more doubtful whether you would have to have use it for D, E, and F. The Azda Rava with Haime. Rava goes according to his reasoning. Dama Rava. Dechnis Afra Lechasus Botsoa. Mutter Lechasus Bodam Sipur. Now, if you brought in dirt to, again, your sort of generic all purpose dirt, and you were going to use this to cover like excrement, like, you know, you might have a little baby who lays, who poops around the house before an age of diaper, and you want to use the dirt to cover it up. So you can also use it for covering the blood of a of this anyantiv. It's not muksa, it's muchan for covering the blood of a chicken if you shecht a chicken. Now, if I ask you, you got a baby in the house and you've got a chicken, which one is the vada use you'll use the bird you'll use the dirt for, and which is the suffix? What would you say? The baby is the vada, right? So the gemara is assuming the opposite. The chicken is the vada. You're definitely planning on having chicken for yantiv. The baby is the vada. What's the suffix? So I says, well, it depends if he poops in a place where you where it bothers you or not. <laughs> so, I'm definitely dealing with a very different reality, okay? For some case, the case of the covering the soa, the excrement, is a suffix. 
So Rebbe says, if you brought in the dirt for things that you only maybe even had like a doubtful need for, you can certainly use it for things you're definitely going to have a need for, like covering the blood of the, of, of the chicken. But Damsipor, if you brought it in the house to use for covering the chicken, you can't use it for covering the poop because that were not th- things that you would not have necessarily expected you would need it for. So this is introducing this fascinating idea by Muchan. Right? Normally we either understand it's either Muchan or it's not Muchan. It's either Muchza or it's not Muchza. Here, no. It's Muchan. And this also gets into the idea of defining Muchan as a positive category rather than as Muchza as the positive category. If something has to be Muchan, maybe, it could be, maybe it's only Muchan and we get to like what I would have been thinking, you know, what would have been my intention, only Muhan for things that are the most, like the things that I would normally use it for that would regularly come up, not the things that would come up only rarely, only Muhan for Vare not Safek. So therefore, and that's the difference, says the Gemara, you know, when Rev Yehuda says a pile of dirt colts Rachav, presumably that's everything. Here's an approach that's skeptical about that. The ashes, the dirt, maybe those are only considered muhan for vadai, not for safek. And that it helps us explain why you can't cover the blood by this koi. Because ashes and dirt or whatever are only considered usable for things that are normal, regular uses, definite things you'll use it for, not things that are, uh, that are less likely that you'll need them for. Okay, so that's, it, it's important to realize the bigger theme that's going on in the Gemara is that Rabbi Yehuda introduced this idea of a pile of dirt. You could be Ozek Kol Tzrachav. And Kol Tzrachav, the Gemara latched onto anything? Anything? What about the whole Koi case? Meaning, and what's that opposing? It's opposing an idea that even though we say ashes and dirt and set aside are not muktza, that doesn't mean you, that, that they're usable for anything. It means that they're muhan for like, for like high likely uses, for vada. They're not muhan for safek. And that helps explain why you can't cover the case of the blood of the Koi. Because these things are, are considered muktza or not muhan vis-a-vis that. And they're no longer making a distinction between ashes and dirt. Right, meaning, uh, meaning Rev Yehuda seemed to be saying dirt is better because dirt is any use. But now Rava is saying, they're trying to bring this example of a koi and a general approach that's saying, no, whether dirt or ashes, it's a more limited set of usages that's muhan, it's not anything under the sun. Okay, now we'll keep on going, but that's the bi- exactly that theme. Can there be something like dirt, according to Rev Yehuda, that you can use for anything? Or is this idea that no, all these things are vadai but not safek? Right, so the Gemara says like this. Nahar Belai, so Nahar Belai Rashi tells us in a different Gemara is uh, is uh, Rami Bar uh, Barberebi or Barbruchi. So whatever that name means, Nahar Belai says, where are we? Uh, um, okay, thank you. Amri Afil Hichnis Afar Lachasus Po Dam Tzipor Musar Lachasus Po Tzoa. Even if you brought in the dirt for the, uh, for, the, for the chicken blood, you can cover the poop. Now, is that because, in principle, he says that poop is also, fundamentally, he only lets you use it for vadai, but he says covering excrement is close to a vadai need, or he could be arguing in principle and saying, like we said before, I don't believe that just because you have one thing in mind, you're only, you, you know, it's a small list of the things that you can use. Whatever comes up. Whatever comes up, exactly. So let's take a look. Okay, Ami b'marava, pligi by Rav Yosi Bar Chama, Rabbi Zera. So they say that in Eretz Israel, this is the debate of Rav Yosi Bar Chama and Rabbi Zera. Ami le, Rava great Rav Yosi Bar Chama of Rabbi Zera. Some say Rava, the son of Rav Yosi, was the first Mandamar, and he argues on Rabbi Zera. Chadam or Koi Harehu Kitsoa. One says you got to love this like comparison. A Koi is like is like excrement. 
It's not like excrement. What that means is, we're assuming again that everybody buys into this idea that if it's set aside for something that's a vada use, you cannot use it for something that's a more doubtful need. And the question though is, is that that's like a continuum, right, of how definite and how doubtful. So apparently, way at one end of absolutely definite need, if I make chicken every yuntov, is covering the chicken blood. Now, a little bit close, a little not definite, but in the, I don't know, 90 to 95 percent likelihood is the covering of the excrement. Koi is maybe, you know, somewhere over here, like in the 60 percent or something. So, that's the discussion. Is koi like soa? How much is koi a high enough likelihood of need that if I can use it the same way if I set it aside for the blood, it's assuming if I set it aside for the blood, why can I cover the soa? Not because I don't buy into the distinction of Vada and Suffolk. I do buy into that distinction. I just say that Soa is so likely that it's close to the Vada category. So now let's talk. Is Koi also close enough to Soa, close enough to the Vada category, that I can use it for Koi as well? Okay? So Chadamar one says... It's an interesting question. Because one is the likelihood of it happening, and one is whether it's required when it does happen. I know, you know, that's a very good point, which is, you're absolutely correct. I'm glad you picked up on that, so I can't get one over on you. It's what I said before, like, who the heck cares that koi, the obligation, is suffet? The need is vadai. As opposed to the case of the excrement, what we're trying to say is that the need is a suffix. I might not need it for it. But the koi, the whole question is, if I always, at every yuntuf, have a koi, that's my special yuntuf dish, then that's a vada'i need. Even though the actual legal obligation is a suffix, the need is a vada'i need. Yeah, I don't know the answer It's so that. funny, though. I'm glad you picked that up, it's though. It's a baby in the house. It's a vada'i. Well, that's why we're saying that the excrement is a car of levada'i. So let's take a look. Chadam, our one says, Koi hareu kitsoa. It's close enough to the tsoa case, it's close enough of a high likelihood of need, and therefore you can use it for the koi as well. Chadam or koi eno kitsoa. It is not like the case of the tsoa, um, because, um, now, let's take a look. Chadam or koi eno kitsoa. That tsoa, now maybe, again, if you say koi is kitsoa, maybe it's saying that you could eat. It could be a way of saying that fundamentally you disagree and you could use it even for general suffix cases. But koi enokitso is clearly saying no. So you can use it for that's close to vadai. Koi is much more suffix category. Tisayim de ravahu damar koi harehu kitsoa. Let's say rav is the one that says koi is like soa. Why? Damar rava hichnis upper lechasus po soa mutter lechasus po dam sipor. Dam sipor upper lechasus po soa. That if that he puts soa clearly in a suffix category. He says, if you brought it in for tsoa, you can use it for covering the chicken blood. But if you brought it in for the chicken blood, you can't use it for covering the tsoa. So for him, tsoa <coughs> is clearly in a suffix category. Right? So if it's in a suffix category, that's the same category as koi. So, so saying koi is like tsoa, in theory, allows for, you know, so, so, so that's sort of, so it's a way of saying, so koi isn't kitsoa, clearly lays out that tsoa is you can use it for. Koi, we know something you can't use it for, at least according to this approach right now. It's a clearly a suffix category. So, koi eno kitsoa means soa is a much higher likelihood of use than koi, and you can use this type of stuff for soa, but not for koi. Koi is like soa, opens up the possibility that you could say you could either use it for both or not use it for both, but you treat it the same way. And the saying Rav is the one that would say, if he says you can't use it for Tsoa, so obviously Tsoa, you can't, is, use, you can't use it for Koi, they're in that same category of suffix and not able to be used for. 
moved away from the concept of all purpose dirt? That's what the Gemara is saying. That was Rabbi Yehuda about the box of dirt. And this is Rava. This is exactly what is the, the, the debate that's going on here. Why is the Gemara pushed against Rabbi Yehuda? Because it knows that this other approach, that dirt and ashes and whatever, can only be used for like Vadai and not Suffolk. Okay? Um, Rabbi Yehuda, not Rabbi Right, Rabbi Yehuda. Right. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Right, exactly. The Vade of Koya, as we said, is a different type. The suffix of Koya is different than what we're really talking about, which is the Vade need for it, or not the Vade need but for they're it. They're going beyond the Vade need. They have to for a particular Vade. Um, no, when it says, you know, you, oh, you mean in terms of like Tsoa? No, because that's the question, that maybe Tsoa is not considered a definite need. It's a high likely need, but not a definite need. I know, for us it's pretty funny, because we would consider Tsoa to be a definite need. Okay, Rami Grader of Yeva Amar. Okay, so now we have basically one explanation of why not to cover. So back to this issue. Did you ever use Can you cover? You can cover the blood of a chaya, not of a behema. Why? Not of a koi. The simplest answer is because digging the hole raises problems, which will turn up, which will ignore by a case of a chaya. We won't ignore by a case of a chaya, but it's not unproblematic. The Gemara, for some reason, rejects that and says, no, the reason here is is that you've got dirt or you've got ashes. It's only a, mu- a muksa problem, a muchan problem. But this interesting idea, not like Rev Yehuda, that something could be muchan for certain issues and for certain usages and not for others. Muchan for vadai, not for suffolk. And then we have to decide what's considered close enough to vadai, what's way over there in suffolk. But anyway, that's the problem. And therefore, it could be muchan to cover chaya blood and not muchan to cover koi blood. That's explanation number two. Now we're going to do explanation number three. Here's the reason you don't cover the blood of a koi on Yantif. Has nothing to do with digging a hole. Has nothing to do with muksa. You could have loose dirt. We could possibly like Rebbe Yehuda that you could use that loose dirt for anything. There would be no problem covering the blood. No muksa, no nothing. But you still don't cover the blood on Yantif. Why not? People say, oh, you're covering the blood of that animal. That must mean that it's a chaya. That must mean that we can eat the chaylef. Now, koi has the worst of both worlds. It might be a chaya, so you have to cover the blood. It might be a behemoth, so you can't eat the chaylef. If somebody sees you covering the blood, no problem in the actual act of covering. The problem is, it'll lead to people thinking it's a chaya and they'll come to eat the chaylef. So don't, so don't cover the blood in a weekday. People will make the same assumption in a weekday if you cover the blood. In a weekday, if they see you digging and shoveling or whatever, they're saying, who knows what you're doing? You got blood in your ground and you're trying to clean up your dirt, your ground. You don't want a blood stain in the middle of your backyard. But so they won't think that it's a mitzvah of Kisar Adam, but if you're doing it on Yantav, so no, you're not allowed to be digging in your yard on Yantav. They'll understand the only reason you're doing it is the mitzvah of Kisar Adam. The Gemara says, Shachat to Asper Michael and Neymar. So let's say on a weekday, somebody shechted his, uh, this koi in the middle of a, of, 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 of a dung pile. So nobody thinks you're cleaning up your dung pile. Okay? So they obviously know that you're doing it for the mitzvah. Or somebody comes to the basin and say, do I have to cover the blood? So, we should, so how can we say yes? According to you, that making it clear you're doing the mitzvah makes people think you can eat the chalev, okay? Then we should never be able to pask into somebody. If somebody says to us, should I cover the blood of a koi? We should never be able to say yes, because then they'll think that you have to, you're, that's a chay and, you have to eat the, and you're allowed to eat the chalev. So, how, so how, do you, how do you make sense of that? Someone says, no, here's the explanation. 
Ella, here's the definition. Bechol, in a weekday, inami misafka, amile rabbanan, zil tarsichati. People get it. People say, look, if he's covering the blood in a weekday, wherever he's covering it, on a garbage, on a, on a dung pile, where I told him to cover it, people know that sometimes you have to do things with to be chmachmi, because you don't know. So just because they see him covering the blood, they'll assume, why is he covering the blood? Because it's a suffix, and they won't come to eat the chayrad. They know you do things sometimes because of suffix. But Yomto, people say, if he's covering it on Yantiv, in Misafka, if the rabbis have a doubt how to categorize the koi, they never would have told him to go to spend this effort on Yantiv and cover the blood. So the concern, again, is, is that people will see you covering the blood. If they cover it the weekday, they'll understand, maybe you don't know what a koi is. But it, whether it's a chay or behemoth, if you cover it on yantav, they'll say the only reason you would violate, not violate, but do such an effort on yantav would only be if you definitely had to cover, if you definitely had to cover the blood, if it was a definite chaya, and that we can't allow because then they'll come to eat the chayla. Now, of course, once you say that, you wonder why we had to frame it as this question about what people will misinterpret, because you are already reflecting a reality that people will see you covering it and saying. You shouldn't be doing that on Yantav. So why shouldn't you be doing that on Yantav? We just got through saying it's not a Muktzah problem, it's not a digging a whole problem. So the key word here was the word zil tarach. Because you're expending effort. So why didn't the Gemara just say that was the difference? We don't want you to be... To, to, you, can, you do the tircha for the vadai mitzvah of the chaya, and you don't do the tircha for the suffix mitzvah of the koi. Right? So it could have given that difference with just the tircha difference. But apparently, no. That would not have led to us distinguishing between the cases. But people will interpret that. And therefore, people will say, if you're covering it, it must be it was a vadai, because otherwise you wouldn't have done such a tircha. And that's why we won't let you do it, so it's not misinterpreted. Okay, let's just finish this up. Tani Rebbe Zera, lo koi bevad amru, not only can you not cover up the blood of a koi, even if you have the blood of a chay and an oaf, which again, you shouldn't be shechting according to Beit Hillel, but okay, you went ahead and did it, and you also have a little blood of a behema mixed up, you shouldn't cover it biyomto, because presumably you'll be doing a little extra effort for the blood of the behema. So, Amar Rebbe Yossi Bar Yassinaya, Lo Shanu, when is this that you can't be doing it because of the extra effort related to the behemoth? That you can't do it with one shovel, meaning you need to shovel more, and therefore there's a concern that you'll be doing extra shoveling to cover the, some of the blood that is not, doesn't need covering. If you can do it with one shoveling, it's permissible, because then you're not doing any extra effort. So Mark says, Pshita, obvious. No! Maybe I won't allow the case of one shovel because then we'll come to allow the case when you need to do extra shoveling, which we won't let you do because of the because that that flood of a behema Hamash Malon that we are not concerned with that. So I got to point out the last thing the Gemara left with was the concern of extra effort. Right? What's the whole problem of covering the blood of a behema? If you've got the loose dirt and you've got whatever, presumably we're back to the Kircha issue. So that really could have been the difference with the coin, not just how people interpret it. It could be the reality. We don't want to allow that Kircha for a suffix. We only want to allow it for a Vazan. So at the end of the day, we have like three explanations why not the coin. One is, which is more rejected, which to me is the best explanation, which is digging the hole is problematic. We're only going to allow it for a Bahama, not for a Chaya, not for a Koi, for a Vada, not a The other is a Muktza problem. There could be things like dirt and Aether, which is not Muktza, which is Mukhan for things that are in a Vada 
category, not a suffix category, but why it calls in a suffix if it's a vad I need is a question. And then the third explanation is, is it's, an, it's a tircha that we, is more problematic in a case of a suffix, and even if that would make us make a distinction, people will interpret that, it that way, and therefore it'll lead to allowing the chelev and other types of related problems. Okay. And with that, we are done for today. How much work